to have you join me once again. This is Dawn Scott Damon, and I am your freedom coach. We are women helping women live full, fierce, and free lives, and you're listening to the Freedom Girl Sisterhood. Hey, I'm excited today. I have the sisterhood in the house with me again today, and this time the sister joining me is Cindy Batchelor. And Cindy is not only an amazing associate and minister who helps me in the work of the ministry, but she's a mom and a sister, a daughter, and a grandma, and just you are a woman, Cindy, who has been used of God in so many ways, and I'm excited to get into your story today and hear a little bit about your testimony. But before we get into all that, everybody, this is Cindy. Cindy, this is everybody. Well, hello. Great to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You bet. Mm -hmm. So we were talking last week. I was doing a show with a young woman. Her name was Gretchen. And Gretchen found herself in a very abusive situation. And after that, you gave me part of your testimony. And that was not that you yourself experienced uh, abuse, but someone you love very much. Mm -hmm. And so you're no stranger to the issues that women face. You're yes. no stranger to the pain that women experience and mm -hmm. feel and some heartbreak. And so tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into that. But then we're going to talk about your story and how you tried and helped to rescue someone from a difficult situation. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, um, like she said, like Dawn said, I am a, a mom of two, and I have uh, six grandchildren. Um, I have teenagers, big ones, and then yeah. I have little ones. Um, and our son, he started first, and our daughter, she started a little later in life. Um, but uh, I've been involved with a variety of things over the years, and mm -hmm. helping start some um Nonprofits between Christian schools and also with um, mm -hmm. our uh, House of Prayer that yeah. was up in Indian River, Michigan. Tell us a little bit about the House of Prayer. I'm always intrigued by your work there. Yeah. You did a ton. Yes. Uh, I was executive director for eight years. Um, how it began was that the Lord told me that Sheboygan County was mine. Ah. And I go, oh, Father, that's awful big for this little girl. And he says, go <laughs> to the city gates. So I went to the Methodist church that was there in this little church on the hill. And I said, could we have prayer here? And so we began having prayer um, for noon time uh, with a bunch of ladies. And then okay. um, a little later, uh, the church had moved out of it. And a youth group had taken it over. And God told me to go back again. And so I did, and and we took over the building eventually. Three years later, they sold the building to us for $10. Oh, my goodness. 6,000 square foot um, building with two and a half acres of commercial property. Oh. Um, and so we held all sorts of conferences, plus we held prayer meetings uh, for the community. Mm -hmm. um, and we had a variety of people on our worship team from five different churches sometimes, and and um, it was a great experience to just go before the Lord in worship and prayer. Yes, how beautiful. Um, every week. So. Wow. Yes. That sounds so powerful. I just would love the opportunity to be 
in a culture and a ministry where you can just go before the Lord and pray. And now when I say that, you think everything would be beautiful and that uh, everyone would get along. But I bet Satan didn't really like that very much, well, did he? yeah, there were some challenges along sure. the way, of course, you know, with with um, uh, board members more than anything. <laughs> um, challenges that I had to face. and. Mm-hmm. Um, and but through that even I said, Lord, teach me. Don't let me do those things to others. Yeah. You know, always examining my heart to see if there was something I had done or whatever. But um, still knowing that the Lord can teach you something out of every circumstance. Absolutely, and what a wonderful attitude because you know oftentimes what the enemy wants to do is get us to be offended. Yes. And get us to be hurt in the church or hurt in the ministry and say, well, forget it. I'm never going to do that again. And even take it out on God. Mm-hmm. Get mad at God. Just say, I'm going to, you know, I'm walking away from Christianity. Yeah. Well, I'm just so thankful that that wasn't the attitude that you have. Whatever challenges you face, every ministry has challenges. Yes. But you recognize, you know what, I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to grow. Mm-hmm. You said a couple of things. Um, you said, you know, God told me. I heard from God. I'm intrigued, and I think the listeners might be too. How do you hear God's voice? It's not audible, right? Uh, uh, no, it's it's like a knowing. But sometimes it just sounds like it is a word, and you know that it wasn't you because it was too smart. <laughs> and and so you mm-hmm. say that must be God speaking mm-hmm. to you, and so. Then you you examine it. Of course, the Word of God comes along and it confirms it. Sometimes you'll have someone else speak something to you and it confirms what the Lord has already been saying to you. I think prophecy is that. It's supposed to be confirmation, not so much as uh, direction. direction. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but I just had this feeling inside of me as I spent time before the Lord in prayer that he was giving me things to do. Mm -hmm. And these were the... These were the items he wanted me to do, and this is how he wanted me to go about it because I was fully dependent on him. Yes. I just felt like, you know, who am I? I'm just little Cindy Bachelor. What do I know other than I said yes? And when I said yes, he says, okay, I've got something for you to do. Beautiful. So you just said yes to God. Here I am, God. I'm saying yes to you. And then you took steps of faith. Yes. You followed through. Yes. And as I... Uh, said about the the house of prayer when I went to the church to ask them if we could even start prayer there at noon. Um, I was hearing from other people nights and the things that the Lord was saying go to the city gates. I found out the church was called the Gate Church at one time. Oh and my it's goodness. On, it's on Gatewood Ave. And um, so there was just all that kind of confirmation that just that made me know and know and know it was God. Yeah. And that I wanted to still follow his direction because I knew I could botch it up. If I didn't. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're still human. That's just <laughs> so exciting. I, if there's anyone listening right now and you're hearing that, I hope it's transmitting and igniting faith inside of you mm-hmm. to take God at his word, to trust that you're hearing his voice. Watch how he'll confirm it. Take a step of faith and see what God will do. Yes. And his voice becomes louder than that little whisper that says, who am I? I'm nothing. I'm just little old me. Right. You're everything because you have the spirit of God living inside mm-hmm. of you. Yes. 
So that's a, that's a wonderful testimony. So you're involved in ministry, but you're raising a son and you're raising a daughter. Oh, they oh, were already on their they own. They were okay. So this is <laughs> I after. Was, I was like 52 or so on that's whole thing began. And you're only 52 life. now. I think oh, you look yeah. so young. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. So before that, then you had a son and a daughter at home. And I'm just so positive that everything was peachy keen as you were raising your children. <laughs> well, we thought so. Yeah. You know, we, we did everything by the rule book, by mm -hmm. the Christian rule book. You put them in Christian school, you prayed with them, you sang with them, you did all sorts of things with them. Um, um, they were active in church mm -hmm. and all of that. So we thought we followed all the rule books. And then, of course, as they got older, uh, then they started making their own choices. Uh -huh. But those choices that they made didn't mean they weren't my child, that oh. they still weren't my inheritance. The Lord really impressed on me that our children are always our inheritance because mm -hmm. it says that they're given to us yes. as a reward from the Lord, as yes. inheritance. And that means that the enemy has to keep his hands off. Yes. It doesn't matter if they're two, all the way up to 92. Amen. They're still yours, and you can pray for them. Yes. They're still your children, and they're still your inheritance, and they are a reward from mm -hmm. God. Believe it or not, Mom, when you still have those toddlers at home, those children are your reward. So let's get into your story a little bit then. So you have one of your children that is making some pretty difficult choices and what can you do about it i think um tell us about it your daughter's at an age now where she's making choices and you don't have as much power or authority as you did you do in the spirit realm but not yes. over her in the natural right talk right, about that right um in the spring of 2004 um i found myself weeping over our daughter um, our daughter had made a choice to move out with a young man that was not a godly young man. She was in her 20s, her mid-20s now. And, um, and, and I just cried out to the Lord, and I said, Lord, you know, what do we do here? You know, there's, we can't stop this. And the Lord, this is when he spoke to me again, mm -hmm. and this voice was really clear, and it wasn't, a sound in the room or anything, but it was so clear in my spirit. And he said, there is no option here. You must worship me. Oh, yes. And you do what I put in your hand to do, mm -hmm. and I'll take care of her. Mm -hmm. And that was so clear, and that was just like a mandate from the Lord. Yes. And I said, okay, I know what I need to do. Mm -hmm. I need to worship you. So that so during those 18 months that she was away, because it was an 18-month journey, Okay. Um, she um, lived with a young man. He kept moving her further and further away from us. We still would have phone conversations. She would have to erase that. She never made calls to me, you know, to protect herself and from this young man. But there was a true addiction to this personality. Mm. There was a, a real addiction. And my daughter had always had a very compassionate heart. Mm -hmm. um, I made a mistake maybe when she was little, and I bought her a teddy bear that had a tear running down its face. And I Aww. thought it would just make her compassionate. Well, it did. It did. But it went into overdrive. 
oh man. So she's got this tender, compassionate heart and she's hooked up with a guy who you just said he, it sounds like he began to control her. He oh, wouldn't yes. let her phone you or he had to listen to those messages yeah. or she'd erase them so that he was maybe threatened by you and she would reap the repercussions if she called you. Yeah. Well, what was going on, do you think, yes. behind those closed doors? Well, you could just tell he was a real good con artist, you know, mm -hmm. um, but people didn't really like him. Our daughter's boss, when she was still closer to home, said, I don't like this fella. Mm -hmm. There's something about him because he would just stand and you could just feel that, that oppression mm -hmm. that he would have and that control. Yes. And, um, and so he just, and I've heard it many times before where they'll just keep moving that child further and further from you mm -hmm. so that you have less influence over their life. And they have more and more. Mm -hmm. And she's getting isolated. Yes. And even if she did want to leave and run home or come home, now she's so far away. Yeah. And maybe he's maybe he would be the kind of guy, some are, that will say, I don't want you to work. I just want you to be here. I'm going to take care of you. But really what he's saying is, I don't want you to have money. I don't want you to have means. Uh, yeah. So I don't know about your daughter, but definitely those profilers, uh, profiles of those abusers, they really start making the life of the woman, in this case woman, very, very small, don't they? Well, they can, but he liked her money. Oh, he liked her money. Yeah, so he made sure this girl had a job. Oh, okay. So when they finally were all the way to Indiana, oh, Indianapolis, nice. she got a job at a pharmacy company and um, doing technical things. And he liked her money and had her buy him a car. And so she owned oh. all the cars. She was up to $40,000 in debt oh my from this goodness. young man in a short amount of time. Oh, boy. And mm -hmm. um, so he, even though she tried to keep his name off the checking account, he was still having access to things. But he was having her go buy his drugs you know, oh, and wow. because so he, he was just using her yeah. so much. Yeah, he had a felon, we found oh. out, um, mm. in Michigan. Okay. So, um, so, so he would just have control over her that way, you know, mm. keep an eye on her. Mm -hmm. And um, the one thing she said to me was that, Mama, it was easier to stay because I knew where he was and he couldn't sneak up on me. Oh. So... He was very threatening that way. Wow. That if mm -hmm. you left me, I will do the same as I've done to others, take you in a field and beat you. And so mm. he, he physically um, would hold her down and, and she'd fight him and he'd say, try to get away. Mm. And she'd fight and couldn't. He'd just press her even harder and then say, you can't get away from me. So wow. it went from it went from an obsession with him, an addiction. I mean, mm -hmm. I really could feel like it was an addiction, yep. one of those things I prayed against. Yeah. But also, it then turned into fear. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. He completely manipulated mm -hmm. and intimidated her and controlled her. Yes. So what does a mother do during that time? Did that voice? Did God? give you direction again and a strategy again on how to oh, yeah. stand? What did you do? Oh, yes. Um, for those 18 months, every morning I would wake up at 7, and I would put on the loudest, most worshipful music, <laughs> and I'd dance in my bedroom. My bedroom was 700 feet. Oh, and man. so I would just 
just twirl and dance before the Lord and lift him high. Mm-hmm. I would just keep lifting the Lord high, looking into the heavens for his for him mm-hmm. and, and and just expose myself to God and wanting to see his beauty and who he was completely. So I'd spend an hour in just in worship. Mm. And then after that hour, I'd hit my knees and I would pray for another hour. Mm. But this time, I didn't have a the brain of a mother who could track the guy down. Ask my my son; yeah. he can tell you oh, I can okay. track people down. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> and and um, but this time I would have the mind of Christ. Mm. That's mm-hmm. what I found was when I spent that that time with the Lord, that my mind was being renewed and I was becoming to understand what the scriptures were saying. Mm -hmm. You know, we're still coming to know. I don't know everything, Mm -hmm. but these things, I I was finally understanding how much he loved me, how much he loved my daughter, the Lord, but that now I could take her right into the throne room during worship. I would Physically, I felt as if I was carrying her in mm-hmm. to the throne of God and laying her at his feet. Oh, so beautiful. And through that intercession and that prayer for your daughter, um, you're washing your own mind. Mm-hmm. You're, you're praying for her, mm-hmm. but you're also being transformed and oh. changed. And so you're oh, not yeah. praying your will or your desires. You're praying the will of God. God. Over mm-hmm. her and for her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did she ever say to you later on, Mom, I could always feel your prayers? Or did she ever know that you were praying for her like oh, this? Well, yeah, because I would still call her. You know, I'd have dreams and I'd wake up in the morning and I'd call her up and say, What's going on, girl? Mm-hmm. I had this dream. What's going on? And I'd share the dream with her. And then she said she'd go to work and there was a Christian woman there and she goes, are you getting dreams about me too? <laughs> so I like my mama. So yeah. Yeah. So there were, there were those kinds of things that would happen and I would still keep in contact with her phone wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does this do for you? I know for me, if my daughter, and actually I did have a daughter that was in a very um, similar situation. And I know for me in my heart that, Many moms or parents, they're so distraught, it's turbulent, there's a lot of fear for your child. What did this worship time with God and what did this prayer, how did that change your heart or your mind or the way you looked at it? How did you live those 18 months? Were you biting your nails? (laughs) No, no, I didn't. Um, That was the amazing thing is it was... It was just transforming for me. I, I really understood his great love. And I really, it showed me the compassion for others. Compassion for the young man who had taken my daughter away. Mm-hmm. Compassion for my daughter being in a situation that, that really she wouldn't want to be in mm-hmm. if she'd had her own thinking yeah. going really well. Um, and so it, it changed that way. Um, Sleepless nights? No sleepless nights. No, filled with dreams. Then the then the Lord even gave me things to do, and I organized a, a women's conference mm-hmm. at the Opera House in Sheboygan. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, it's Love a beautiful it. place. Yes. And um, I got, brought together 12 women, and, um, and we planned for five months this beautiful conference 
of two days, and the women came from all different churches. 150 women showed up to hear no-name ladies. Wow. People that were just Sheboygan people. Yeah, you know? powerful. It was great. God moves in Sheboygan. Yes. Yeah, and it was it was a powerful time. So, so I was active doing those things at the same time where before I thought, you know, I would have been in a corner, mm-hmm. just a mess in a corner. But but that strength I gained in his presence yes. and beholding his beauty and beholding his personality, mm-hmm. getting to know him more, even though how can you find the depths of God, you know? Yeah, right. You know, right. the angels twirl around him and say, holy, holy, mm-hmm. holy, over and over every time. And I would see something new, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, that transformed how I was able to react to my daughter's situation. Yeah. And I could believe for anything. I go out yeah. and pray for people, and and just had like this such a self assurance that He's doing the job, and God's I just doing had it. to do what I needed to. And that peace is available for anyone who would mm-hmm. find God in that place, mm-hmm. just to spend time with Him and worship, to get on your knees before the Lord and pray. That peace of mind, mm-hmm. that direction and clarity, that perhaps even a strategy or. He'll just say, be still and know yes. that I'm God. Yes. So 18 months goes by. What happened the day that she, did she phone you? How did you know she was free from it? Well, How did she get out of it? Um, a couple days before that, she had gone to work and talked to one of her friends. And she told the young lady, she says, there's a gun in the house and I wished it was over. Oh, wow. So she said... That's pretty serious. Her friend said, we're going to kidnap you this weekend, girl. And she mm-hmm. said, call my mom, or call my dad. Ask my dad to come and bring my uncle. Well, our son heard this was going to go on. And he said, I'm going. This is the son who was still in the Mormon church at the time. Okay. And he says, I'm going to go with my dad to get my sister. Mm-hmm. So the rescue. That's right. So the two of them went, and the first thing they did when they got there, he gathered his sister and his dad together, and they said, let's pray. And they prayed together, the three Mm. of them. And I sat at home with my mom in her her living room. My mom lives with us, and um, it was like it was an emergency room, waiting room for for the time. So my mom and I sat there waiting, and uh, every hour we had a phone call. They were calling and keeping in contact keeping with you us. up to date. And we were praying a lot because our daughter had to go back to the apartment building with the police and sit in the office while my son and my husband went to the room or went to the apartment with a policeman to claim all of her things oh as much as they could find. Mm-hmm. So as soon as the young man saw the policeman standing at the door, he went and got the gun. Oh, my. Because he had a felon, and he wasn't supposed to have a gun in okay. his possession. Mm-hmm. And he turned the gun over. And then they went into the house and tried to find everything they could. Right. Of course, there's many things that got left behind, leather coats, jewelry, yeah. you know, things like that, you know, that they couldn't put their hands But on. she walked out with her life. Yes, and, and sin. That's true. And yeah. so then um, they had to then leave and take her with them. They had the keys to both cars, left the guy with a bicycle. 
Okay. That's all he had <laughs> to get around with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so then they had to stay on another day to try to do some banking and mm-hmm. see what they could do. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole different story, that, what happened there. Wow. So God was faithful. It was mm-hmm. an 18-month journey. And through it all, you just, you have to be able to ex- exclaim, God, you are faithful, you are good, you are true. Yes. And did your daughter, did she have a process to go through once she had been rescued from that in terms of recovery and kind of getting herself back together? I'm sure she probably did. Yeah, we um, we tr- got her to a counselor as soon as we could, mm-hmm. as we brought her home. Um, we spent a week at home. Then we had to go back to her job for two weeks. Okay. And then I was on duty again. The yep. mother was in the parking lot circling, watching for the rascal yep. to make sure he didn't show up. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we moved her and we hit her in Detroit with a friend. Oh, okay. Wonderful. And so she stayed there. Eventually she came back. So... There's people listening today who perhaps they're praying about something or they have somebody, a child, stuck in a lifestyle that they know isn't what God has for them. Would you take a moment and what would you say to our listening audience as a way of encouragement today? Anything that comes to your mind? Yes. Well, I I think the biggest thing is to understand that nothing is past redeeming. Mm-hmm. That God is able to redeem any situation, and He's able to bring an answer to all of those things that you're seeking. Uh, the thing is just taking the time with Him, spending the time with Him, getting to know Him, getting to know how much He loves you and how much He He cares for us, yes. and and that laying it down at His feet and giving it to Him daily. I had to do it daily. Did you have to do it twice daily? Oh, well, you know, it was always there in the back of your mind. Sure. What you're thinking about it, with with your children especially, Mm -hmm. you know. But um, as you you keep leaning into him and you keep understanding what he can do, uh, there just becomes this great reassurance in your in your soul, in your being, you know, um, that he is going to take care of things. And it may not look like what you think it's going to look like. Okay. But mm-hmm. the biggest thing is you want him to get the glory. And when he gets the glory, it's always done with excellence, yeah. right? Yeah. God is, God is great. And he's, he's everything the scripture says he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we then grow in faith in him. You know, mm-hmm. our faith is is little, is mm-hmm. can be little, but but faith in Him and knowing who He is changes everything. It changes the perspective on what's going to happen. It changes changes circumstances mm-hmm. in His timing. Yes. So don't give up. And and there's a great song by Misty Edwards who says, "Don't give up. Don't give in." If you don't quit, you win. You win. You win. And it is so true. It is so true. Those are wonderful words to encourage and end our time together with. Don't give up. Don't give in. If you don't quit. If you don't quit, you win. You win. You win. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being here today. And I want to encourage the listener as well. You mentioned if you know the scripture that God is everything that the Bible says he is. But if you don't know what the Bible says about him, 
why don't you find one today? Or if you have a phone, you can even download the app of the Holy Bible on your phone. But if you're trying to control a circumstance, you're trying to control a situation, and you are just exhausted, isn't it time to turn it over to God? Isn't it time just to release that before him? And as our guest Cindy said today, just to lift it up to the Lord. Search that scripture, read that Bible, find out what those words are that says this is who God is. He's faithful. He's true. He's a mighty deliverer. And what he's done for one, he can do for you. So never give up, never quit. If you don't, quit, you will win, win, win. (laughs) Thank you, Cindy, for being here today. We really appreciate it. This is Dawn Scott Damon, and you're listening to the Freedom Girls Sisterhood. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 